0: combat time. Welcome to Combat Time Podcast, a podcast where three friends talk about Mortal Kombat. And as always, uh, I'm Josh, and followed by see? Yo. And Jay. Hello, hello. Our three men of violence. Uh, not to misunderstand, uh, to quote a character from Shutter Island, uh, I called you men of violence, not violent men. That's quite different. Well, this does tie in uh, to what we're talking about today, which is uh, the violence in mortal, in media and in Mortal Kombat specifically, uh, covering, of course, the famous uh, Senate hearings uh, in response to uh, people clutching their pearls at seeing heads getting knocked off. Uh, and not just that, we kind of want to talk about the evolution of the franchise and how violence has changed uh, along with it and how maybe we feel about it. Uh, so we're going to dive deep into some, you know, potentially, you know, we're talking about violence. This, this is going to be hard. Uh, and I think it just needs to be stated that before we go on, uh, we should acknowledge that uh, there's nearly 50 years of research that has gone into this topic. And uh, we understand that uh, we've read a lot for this episode, but we could read for years uh, and still not feel like we've learned enough. I know I just felt helpless. Like there's so much, mm-hmm. uh, and we all have our own opinions and experiences uh, but they definitely aren't a replacement for knowledge, so uh let us be clear that none of us here at combat time uh will claim to be an authority on this subject. uh We may end up having uh some firmly rooted uh, opinions in the matter, but at the end of the day, none of us has a doctorate's degree. uh, we really just want this to be a general discussion uh and maybe hopefully uh we can inspire some thought and discussion in anyone who's listening to this uh so getting that out of the way. Uh let's get into this guys. Uh yeah. yeah well where, said,
1: Josh. Well said, Josh.
0: Yeah. Where should we start? Just like the beginning of the controversy, which you know, we've covered a little bit.
2: Yeah, we co- we talked about it a bit during the Mortal Kombat 1 uh podcast.
0: Yeah, and uh I learned something uh that you had told me on that that the way this all started was one of uh, Joe Lieberman's, uh, employees, which, uh, actually, if I can scroll down here, I did take note of his name, uh, Bill Anderson. There it yeah, is. Yeah. Bill Anderson. Yeah. Yeah. Chief Ooh. of staff. Hmm.
1: Ooh, Josh, real quick question. Um, for those of us, uh, for those people listening to the podcast, um, who is Joe Lieberman?
0: Joe Lieberman is a democratic Senator from, where's he from?
1: He's a Democratic senator. We know that much. He was around the time of the
0: early 90s. We know that much. Yes, he's a Democratic senator, uh, and he basically, uh, Bill Anderson, one of his chiefs of staff, uh, his son had gotten the Genesis version of Mortal Kombat, turned on the blood code, and he saw the blood and brought it to the attention of Joe Lieberman, who thought it was disgusting, and after learning of similar games in the arcade, like uh, the... Three main ones that were the focus of what would be the hearings is, of course, Mortal Kombat, Lethal Enforcers, which I'm sure we all played at many pizza parlors and arcade machines and got desensitized to violence.
2: played it
0: before. Really? Yeah, I don't... Dude, yeah, everywhere. It's followed me throughout life. Like, when I worked at the pool during the summer in college, uh, we had Lethal Enforcers. I, 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 rem- I, rem- no I
2: remember that. If I mean, for me, like, if it was one of those games where it, it was like those... Uh, first person, like you had the gun, prop. Yeah, your, you had like, the gun, the light gun or whatever. I yeah, always
0: two D sprites on rails.
2: I always skipped them because like, really? they look so, much so boring like, to me. Like, really? Like I would that ra- in Area Fifty One.
0: Yeah, I have played like a, a bit cowboy of, one.
2: I played a bit of Area Fifty One at a couple of uh like laundromats or whatever, but yeah, if it if it was any of those, I would skip them and I would just go straight to either the fighting games or like even like Gallagher or some of that i'd rather go to that than like huh. those kind of games. i don't know it just they just never really looked interesting to me back then
0: maybe you're just not much of a shooter shooter fan i mean i am now
2: <laughs> I, mean, I guess but, but back then back i was then i don't know
0: that's strange well i mean that that's uh that should be reassuring to people like joe lieberman that you're not drawn in by the allure of you know easy problem solving at the end of the barrel of a gun.
2: Well, that, that always it always just felt like an older person's game when I was a kid. Hmm, I don't know yeah. if that makes sense. Like, it felt like that was something that, you know, older people would be into. And even even when I saw people playing it, it was usually like older teens or like, you know, people there. I don't know, just generally. In a way, it but, is. Yeah. So I just never felt interested.
1: I was never really a big fan of rail shooters, just basically to kind of begin with. They're kind of fun, but... It's uh, probably the only one I even played the most of as a kid was like the House of the Dead, which was, yeah, played which that. was the rail shooter. Time and Crisis Resident was fun. Resident Evil made... Yeah, Time Crisis actually is a lot of fun because it's like it's almost like you're playing like a, a 90s action movie. Yeah, a yeah.
0: Game. <laughs> I think there was kind of like an unspoken thing. you know, uh, the Arcades were sort of like, you know, invisibly separated between, oh, here's a game that, you know, a kid will enjoy. Here's a game that's more for teens, which actually I think mostly teens came to arcades.
2: Right.
0: Uh... And, you know, no one ever saw it as a big deal. Some games are, you know, a little violent. Some games are like Mortal Kombat, where they are a lot of violent. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, it wasn't until, like, yeah, like I said in the MK1 episode, uh, MK1 comes to the home consoles, and that's how Bill Anderson and then Joe Lieberman noticed it, which, you know, widened his uh vision to to discover, much to his horror, uh, Lethal Enforcers, which did have home ports. Uh, it should be noted, uh, Nintendo... Uh, did not want that on there unless there were changes, just like in Mortal Kombat. Uh, and then uh, Night Trap was the third game that was a focus of, which uh, was home only. It was on the Sega CD. And it was a much different type of game than Mortal Kombat or Lethal Enforcers. It's not even an aggressive game. Because part of the argument we'll discover uh, and may learn that, you know, there are studies. Aggressive, violent games can... Uh, the, the consensus seems to be they don't cause crime, but they can lead to more aggressive behavior. And I don't think Night Trap can be included in that because it's a game where you hit a button to trap bad guys. That's all it is. It's it's you know you go from room to room and hit a button and ah, ha 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 the guy got trapped in a fucking flipping bed, and it just happens to be a framework of a B movie horror situation with a bunch of scantily clad teenage girls. And you know if you are a bad players, some of them get attacked, and that's what Joe Lieberman presented to the Senate is a, is a out of context scene of a woman getting attacked, and it looks bad. Yeah, and you know, it just it just ended up just like with everything. You know, they, they, they see something and they uh, knee jerk react to it. Uh, well, that, that's pretty much yeah. I mean, the, that's the
2: thing. Like, I I remember I read somewhere recently that um, so uh, it was a developer that you know brought a point out that um, if you're playing like people who play the games have a disconnect. Because they're thinking of more of like, you know, win versus lose or like, you know, you know, completing a objective or something like that. So that it's there's a bit of a disconnect to like what's actually happening on screen sometimes. Whereas like if someone is just like watching a video of the game or like just looking at someone playing the game, they're more taking in what's actually happening on screen. Whereas like the people who are playing the game more often than not are, you know, Focusing on just the winning aspect of it. So yeah, and that makes a lot of, of sense. A little bit of a disconnect, but that's, I mean, that's, that was just like his take on it. It was just a developer, it's not like a psychologist or anything like that. Yeah, I
0: mean, yeah, yeah
2: that's, that's
0: the thing. You'll find psychologists uh, saying that you know, these are desensitizing you to assuming that you can solve your problems violently and yada, yada. And, you know, the research at that time in 1993 uh, is spotty at. It started way back in the '70s. Like people were analyzing goddamn fucking Miss (laughs) Pac-Man and shit like that. I'm not kidding. To see if like playing and Centipede was an example of a quote-unquote aggressive game. Aggressive. To see if it changed. Yeah, I mean, well, I guess you're hunting down fucking you know bombs and shit
1: it was new like it was new back in those days man exactly video games were sort of coming up as a new sort of media sphere for kids to sort of engage in and they were engaging in more obviously than anything that their adult counterparts were so if you're like a parent that was raising your kids that were born in, like, say, like the early 70s all the way up to the early 80s, and this is just the thing that they're doing. They're not doing what the adults were doing um, around this time as kids. They're going to be naturally concerned about the level of violent things that you do in order to achieve whatever win that you need. And it just kind of makes sense that if you're a parent, you would be sort of kind of concerned about it not necessarily in a bad way but it's more like this is uncharted territory and they haven't really broke the
0: rules for this it's new Uh, it's 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 a generational gap thing because it started with i mean comics in the 50s experienced this and it, it led to the creation of the comics code which neutered comics until like they stopped using it and you know got to be creative again it happened to pinball uh, believe it or not, people thought pinball, they, they saw these teenage kids hanging out at venues now and just having fun playing pinball and were like, they're up to no good. Uh, and you know, claims are made that pinball were distractions from responsibilities. Uh, some church groups even said pinballs were satanic. Um, huh. and, and blahzy, blahzy, blah. blah, blah, blah. And then, you know, now we got this, you know, there was music, fucking, you know, uh, Ozzy and Kiss and all them, satanic, right. anything new that the kids like. And and here's this new thing that is just enrapturing kids, you know, staring at the screen. They, right. they say, oh, the kids look like zombies. They get so soaked in. Bro, you ever look at an older person just fucking watching TV for five hours when they get home? Yeah, you think like yeah. watching dead infomercials
2: f- at like three a.m. is not? <laughs> yeah, with that dead fish stare. Come yeah. on, man. Yeah, or uh, But people, you know, TV like, are people was... that
1: actually have to like actually have the TV. They have to have the TV on to go to sleep, which I've never understood. I'm like, yeah. it's almost like you're going to sleep, so that you have to be a zombie before you go to sleep. That's how I kind of view it. And
0: then and then TV had that same ridicule cool when it came out too. It's a scary new thing, uh, and you know, even like uh, fucking uh, got famous journalist brain blanks out right now but it doesn't matter he's not the subject of this podcast but he did warn that you know this could be a tool for education and an information and enlightenment or it could be a tool for placid entertainment that just you know it has no benefit and unfortunately i think tv might have turned into that yeah, uh I mean, so video i can
2: see it both sides but
0: yeah a little There's, bit yeah. and Video games, so they're a new thing, but also you know not a care at all because it's a new thing about you know setting guidelines for you know appropriate things to show. So you know it's like kids they played cowboys and Indians and you know had fist fights and stuff. So now we get to have fist fights and you know with blood. It's cool, but a parent looks at that and is like, my God! And you know whether or not uh Bill Anderson uh, would have shown Lieberman mortal Kombat. i think this would have happened in some in any, every single timeline i think something like this would have happened at some point
2: yeah i think if, if it didn't happen with mortal Kombat 1 it would have happened with mortal Kombat 2 or it would have happened with or doom you know doom or like well lieberman
0: even brought up doom uh you know once the esrb was set and ready to go he's like and we have something new on the horizon this disturbing game doom you know and it's like everyone's freaked out about that and church groups are upset about that because also it was hellish even though you're good guy killing demons so it should be like right in line with like you know pro-christian things but you know they thought it was promoting satanic you know all that shit and it all comes down to people looking at something that they're not familiar with and taking it out of context and getting you know their knickers in a bunch that's like the history of outrageous
2: Pretty much, and it still happens today. Like with it still you know, happens yeah. social media or you know anything that's new.
0: People- well, I mean, people are still railing about video games. Uh, I, I feel it's it's lessened today as we we'll go on, and everyone just accepts that one. It's not just kid shit now. Everyone plays video games yeah. too. Uh, people have began to realize that no, they don't cause violence. I mean, uh, but there's still people that. that the people who gripe about it has sort of changed and it's sort of gone from a moral outcry to a political tool. Yep. Um, and the people who use it as a political tool use it because they know people will get riled up about it because that's just human nature. If you're not educated about something, you fear what you don't understand. Uh, yeah, so I lost my train of thought because uh, we just dropped out real quick. Sorry folks. Um, but, uh, it's a good opportunity to just kind of go in, uh, back to like the beginning of the hearing. So basically, you know, having this information, uh, Lieberman, who is also joined by, uh, Senator Herbert Cole, Democrat from Wisconsin, uh, and Senator, uh, Byron Dorgan, a Democrat from North Dakota, uh, basically organized this hearing, uh, to bring in representatives from Sega and Nintendo specifically, since this is focused on the home releases. Yeah. Uh, apparently they also invited, uh, representatives from retailers, uh, specifically Walmart and KB toy store. Right. And Lieberman kind of displeasingly says as but they refused to answer. Uh, they would come back for, uh, the second hearing, uh, once like the balls were in motion. Uh, and the two hearings are very different from each other. Uh, this one is basically a witch burning of, Poor Sega representative, Bill White. <laughs> God. Uh, he is uh, formerly from Nintendo. Uh, and if I scroll down here, yeah, uh, the uh, Nintendo representative brings that up. He's like, you should know this. You used to work for Nintendo. And it's like, oh, damn. Um I, I had in my notes, but like my notes are so long that uh you know, I'll have pauses if I like try and scroll to them and yeah. you know try and find them. But basically he was he was like a in charge of advertising and marketing, like a, a vice president or whatever at Nintendo and this, he went to a similar position in Sega. Yeah, go
2: ahead. Was this the uh, the hearing where the Sega representative brings out a silent scope or, yes. no. <laughs> or and super And it was so fucking scope. embarrassing too. there's so many
0: embarrassing things like this is like the cringe this is like the awkward you know uh town hall meeting at work where people are airing their grievances Uh, and you're just sitting there kind of kneading your hands and being like i want to get out of here yeah that's what this is
1: (laughs) it's it's never a fun place to be
0: unfortunately (laughs) no it is not uh so uh the representative from nintendo uh is uh, named howard lincoln uh the uh, Bill White from Sega is quite young. Uh, he looked like to be in his thirties. Howard Lincoln is much older, mm-hmm. and I almost wonder if there was favoritism in that too. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, but okay, an age difference. Yeah. Uh, but it basically, you know, their arguments are, you know, for all three senators as we looked at this trash. Uh, they can't stop qualifying it as trash, garbage. You know. Uh, really. Yeah. Oh yeah. They just like this is like morally reprehensible. Mortal Combat is you know, disgustingly vivid in its violence and desensitizing kids. Lethal enforcers is, you have innocent, and they mischaracterize it because they're like, lethal enforcers, you you could shoot bystanders, uh, and, and, you know, God forbid, I guess they should have just got out of the way, you know, but, you know, reality is you're not supposed to shoot the bystanders, you lose points, and you're playing a cop, not a, you know, a criminal and all that, because they said, you know, it teaches you can be a criminal with a gun and just, like, so much pearl clutching. And then Night Trap, yeah, just a whole nother thing. Yeah. Uh And they just, like, spend... They spend a good part of the hearing, you know, kneading their hands over this and then asking for explanation from these representatives. And it turns into a giant, like you said in the MK1 episode, of just Nintendo trying to throw Sega under the bus and, uh, you know, senators asking for explanation. Uh Well,
2: like... Go ahead. I have a question, like, I mean we have Sega in this conversation, in this hearing, we have Nintendo at these hearings, we have, you know, they've wanted to get like retailers in these meetings. Did they ever actually get anybody from like Midway or, you know, you know, any of the it people appe- that are actually a part of these games that are being discussed? It appears not. Um like I had incorrectly stated
0: in the MK1 episode that they were part of this. Yeah. But it doesn't look like it. Uh, they're never. No one from those companies are present at either hearing.
2: And that's uh, that's a part of the like these like these like you know senators and the committees and all that stuff. They don't really understand how this works. They see. They don't really you know see who's behind. They don't know who's behind it. They just see like you know Sega and Nintendo, and they're yeah, the big I guess ones. like it's like if it's like if they were doing a hearing on like violent movies, and they brought in like you know wb execs or like disney execs instead of like people who actually make the movies and the shows even though they, they should be there like the like sega and nintendo should be there but you should also have like you know the people who actually develop the games un- to like have because they have a better understanding of what what the game's context is
0: yeah it's like they're very unfocused because they also bring up like uh the senators keep bringing up advertisements Mm -hmm. which Bill White keeps saying, like, I'm not responsible for that. You know, that's an advertisement for the game, which is on multiple systems, and, you know, that's not us. It's like an ad in GamePro or a TV ad. But it's like he'd bring up ads that show, like, a lineup of games that include Mortal Kombat in Mention, and the kids and the advertisements are, you know, like, below 13. And he's like, so isn't this kind of like saying Mortal Kombat's for kids? And he's like, I'm not responsible. And, like, they keep bringing it up. And they even apologized. They're like, "I know you're not in charge of these ads, but..." and they just parade it in front of them again. Uh, it, it seems like the, their main concern, though, was like in the home. Uh, so I guess that's you know that's what the Nintendo and Sega execs are chiefly responsible for. And I would say they didn't care about the arcade, but apparently they did because uh, they brought on two. Uh, they brought on a lot of guests, which I can you know will rattle off. But one of them is uh, Craig Johnson uh who is from the amusement and music operators association uh you know in charge of stuff like arcades and entertainment centers and they were talking to him and they mentioned more than once night trap and you know Lieberman said something like you know kids can go into the arcades and play something like night trap and like Craig Johnson young guy visibly a little bit like I'm tired of this shit says no one more time uh Night Trap is a home console game. Right. It is not in the arcades. It's like, you know, they're, they're railing about something they don't understand. Exactly. But, uh,
2: that's, that's, that's the problem with it. It's a bunch of older people trying to, like, come down on stuff that they don't understand, and then, you know, doing, like, generalizations that really harm the perception of what these things are. Yeah. And uh, the,
0: the other people they brought on, uh, they brought on a guy named uh, Eugene Provenzo. Uh, author of a, I don't know what the word is, susceptible, uh, 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 probably not prestigious book, I've seen some uh, criticism raised in it, called uh, Video Kids, The Making, Making Sense of Nintendo, which is basically a long book describing, you know, video games being super aggressive and violent. Uh, but strangely, the book is focused only on Nintendo. <laughs> uh, because of course. Because of course, because that's a big name, you know, Mario Brothers. Uh, I wonder wonder hmm. if that
1: actually, like, led to Nintendo adopting their more family-friendly attitude that they had for a while that's kind of just now starting to, I guess you could say, like, teeter off, because for a while... I don't
0: think it led to it, because I'd have to look and see when this uh, year this book is written, but I do think that was pretty much Nintendo's motto from the beginning, to to just, you know, be a system that the whole family can enjoy, you know? Yeah. Yeah. this dude, though, Eugene Provenzo, is just, like, full scorched earth, you know, hell and brim fire. He says, video games, you know, are, are promote violence. Uh, they are sexist and racist and, you know, brings up a wow. lot of things. And, like, there's nothing uh, redeemable about video games at all in his eyes. So he might be a little too uh, fucking scorched earth. Yeah. Uh, the other one is... Yeah, Marilyn Draws, I believe that's how you pronounce her name, from the National Coalition of Television Violence. Uh, And so she's not a psychologist or anything, but she is part, you know, this, yeah, coalition to, you know, more pearl clutching. Uh, And of course, she was aghast at uh, Night Trap. Uh, When they, when they centered this discussion on that, Bill White would try and step up and be like, "Well, well, no, look, that's. Because Bill, uh, Joe Lieberman showed the clip. Uh, And I might add that he he showed a clip from Mortal Kombat and Night Trap. uh, And appropriately so, at the very beginning, when he was getting ready to bring it up, uh, they couldn't get the VCR to work. (laughs) (laughs) Really? They couldn't get it to work? Yes. It was like, you know, exactly perfectly timed. And even Joe Lieberman was like, yep, I bet our kids that play these games could get this working. Uh and they didn't get that shit up till like thirty minutes in, like when they had oh. brought on uh Maryland. Yeah, it's like he had planned to show it in the beginning. He had to wait till like a third of the way through the hearing before he finally <laughs> got that shit back up. Oh my god. And it was So like, embarrassing.
1: Yeah, yeah, because like all of a sudden all these like senators trying to make their point, they can't they don't know how technology don't works. How to use the DMT,
0: BCR. Uh but they did get it on and they showed some back and forth matches in Mortal Kombat, they showed the heart rip and spine rip fatalities, and to, you know, give a Add a boy to Nintendo showed the clip from, you know, the SNES version with the sweat. Uh, and then they showed a single clip from Night Trap where if you fail, the girl gets skanked up on by these, you know, black clad vampire slash ninja characters. And it, they, it's so corny. They got this big metal claw that they capture her with and a drill, a little tiny drill comes out in it, uh, to, you know, because they're vampires, they're capturing her blood, and she's screaming, and they go off into the next room. And like when I first saw it, I'm like, "Oh wow, that is pretty bad." But then when I like blew it up and looked at it in detail, and I actually played the game, I'm like, "This is silly in context, but it looks bad, and right. it bring it brings up you know the the role of women in in you know stories like these." And Bill White tried to explain, like, "Well, no." Your job is to keep this from happening. And someone's like, but this happens, right? If you, you know, he's like, well, yeah, if you're a bad player and like Marilyn draws is like, well, that doesn't make me feel better. Uh, you know, it made it even worse, you know, cause it's like poor characterization of women. And, you know, I mean, which is a valid, valid point. point. It sure. is a valid point. Uh, yeah. and I think it's not so much Night Trap's fault as it's, uh, the, the genre that Night Trap is paying homage to, which is open up to a whole nother like, a lengthy discussion, yeah. and I believe there there is valid point in that, and I'm going to play Devil's Advocate a lot. I think there's a valid point to a lot of the Senators' concerns uh, as we go through here. I'm going to kind of be of two characters. You're either going to see me being, like, the cool video game-playing kid that's like, oh, no, you stupid parents, and also the person that's like, well, no, maybe this is... maybe there is something to all this. And I think that's the truth of the matter, is it's a combination of the two viewpoints. But, uh... She railed on Night Trap too, and brought up the you know embarrassing uh, uh, argument that you know if you, if you had a teen daughter and she went out was getting ready to go out on a date with somebody that just played an hour of this game, how would you feel? And it's like fuck, you know.
2: Wow. Come
0: on, come on, yeah. Ebert once said the same thing about uh, boys who liked Resident Evil Apocalypse. <laughs>
2: Well I mean not because it's morally problems, irrep-
0: so. it is rather <laughs> not because it was morally irreprehensible but because it's just a shitty movie. <laughs> yeah
1: it's just a crappy movie at the end of the day
0: but uh so you know they 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 do the video footage uh and you know then they then they bring out the lethal enforcer and hold up the gun and yeah uh to to bring up that point you' seen where you know uh bill White brings out the super scope he he flubs it so bad he's like, well, you know my competitor here or, no, he says. Sega produces, misspeaking and saying Sega, the, uh, machine gun thing, uh, you know, that you can shoot people with. And like, Lieberman's like, uh, you mean Nintendo? And he's like, uh, yes. And, uh, he's <laughs> like, very vague about it. And Lieberman's like, uh, Mr. Lincoln, could you, could you confirm? And the Nintendo representative totally saves that. He's like, yeah, this is the Super Scope. Uh, it's for a variety of games. You could buy it. And, as you could see, it looks nothing like uh, the lethal enforcer gun. Uh doesn't look like a real gun at all. And it, you, everyone in the fucking hearing laughed. Like, the audience laughed. Yeah. And it's like, he saved that. And so you could just see Bill White just shrinking in his chair. Uh, they also leveled on him, because he tried to defend himself by saying, well, we, we've tried to implement a rating system. Uh, and one of those ratings, which I believe Mortal Kombat was rated, is 13 Mature. Uh, and so it wasn't Lieberman. I think it was, uh, it might've not been cool either. I think it was the third guy, uh, fucking, uh, scroll Dorgan was like, so wait, 13 mature. So you're saying that like 13 year olds are considered mature. And he's like, well, no, we don't make the ratings. It's their classification. And he, he kept, he's like, so you're saying a 13 year old is mature. And he's like, well, yes. And he's like, you gotta be kidding me <laughs> and it's just like oh my god they're beating up in this guy so much yeah um and this so, was the nintendo
2: representative or the sega
0: that was the sega representative uh, okay oh uh, they, they kissed ass to the nintendo representative because they're responsible because like uh howard lincoln kept bringing up that you know uh they demanded mortal kombat be sanitized uh they completely refused to uh you know have lethal enforcers unless changes were made i you know they might include no no bystanders, no little blood splatter, squid things. And he said, absolutely, Night Trap. Probably having never played it, he's like, Night Trap will never appear on a Nintendo system. Uh, funnily enough, I played it uh, on Switch. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. For yeah. 40, yeah, 30
0: years I mean, later.
1: Yeah, like, uh, they hate those words. The power of uh, the power of online shopping these days, mm-hmm.
2: I swear. Eh, but how times have changed. I mean, the f- yeah, but, but I remember the first, uh, what was it? I think it was the Wii. It was a game called Mad World or something like that. And it was like a hack and slash game, third person, but everything was like black and white, kind of like a comic book sh- like c- color shading. But then you had like a chainsaw and you were hacking people left and right and all the blood oh was bright red. And I remember being like, See, oh my God, this is on the Wii? And I think it was exclusively on the Wii. No kidding. I think so. What, what's looking, that game me, called again? Let me look at it. I think it was called like Mad World or something like that.
0: Oh, that sounds familiar. Not that I have a desire to uh, rip into people with a chainsaw and watch all the the visceral, you know, material spray go over the walls and you know just drip down and you just no, no, I don't desire that at all. Um, <laughs> okay, so it was
2: yes. So this was a game that came out in two thousand and nine, made by Platinum Games, which everybody, I mean, I think most people know from like you know, I think Bayonetta. Uh, oh, okay. I think, I think they made Bayonetta. Yeah, Bayonetta, Vanquish, those kind of games. Um, And yeah, it was exclusively for the Wii. Interesting. And it is bloody. Like, it's almost, I mean, it looks like a comic book kind of thing. But yeah, I was surprised that that game was on a Nintendo console.
0: My, how the times have
2: changed. It Uh, makes sense. It makes sense. I'm looking at screenshots. Holy crap.
1: Yeah cuz like <laughs> like back in the back in the day Nintendo was always kind of known as like the family friendly platform cuz you got you know things like Zelda and Mario Brothers and Pokemon and Pigmen and all these other ones that are just generally family friendly. So that Nintendo kind of like developed this sphere of like G rated games, which is why, you know, most parents tend to give their kids Nintendo consoles for a while before anything else. And if you want the big boy consoles where there's shooters and there's violence and there's action movie stars beating people up, then you would go to like Xbox or Sony or things like that. But Nintendo realizing that, hey, we can't just live you know we just can't live off our staples like Zelda and Mario for the rest of our lives we have to diversify we have to get new games in and so they've been on a trend of trying to just get like new developers to make more violent video games so that way they know that they can cater to that specific audience
0: well i mean yeah even back in the 90s less than a year after the hearings after the ESRB is like set in stone fucking Mortal Kombat 2 <laughs> yeah. comes on the Super Nintendo and is not censored at all so okay we're we're doing it Money Talks, uh, which is something that is, like, complained about, like, you know, by Bill White. You know, it's like, you know, people are clamoring for this. You know, they mentioned the complaints of uh, people that were like, well, where's the blood? You censored it. Uh, yeah, even Howard Lincoln uh, complained about that. Uh, you know, games have changed since then. Uh, I would ask, like, uh, so basically, uh, the rest of the hearing, you know, they bring up these psychologists who, you know, bring up these studies that uh, confirm, that, you know, uh, I don't know if they use the word confirmed, but you know, that aggressive violent video games do lead to aggressive behavior and they do lead to a desensitization. And, you know, that was just, you know, that's all Lieberman and them needed to hear. And they gave an ultimatum, uh, you know, like you said, in previous episode, you regulate, you come up with a regulation or we're going to have to do it for you. They pretty much said that he said, I hope you take this away. This is what's going to happen. Uh, I would ask, you know, this this extreme reaction to Mortal Kombat and these other games, do we think that they actually were a problem? Like, you know, are things like that, you know, did it need to be addressed? Would it get worse if uh, the government didn't step in?
2: Um, I'm not sure because, I mean, we have a rating system for, like, movies. Right. And there's an argument for and against that, I guess. But, I mean, it seems pretty... Um, Standard now that you know certain movies kids can't see without their parents or whatever, so I mean, it's
0: also just like video games in flux because PG 13 was only introduced after movies like you know Temple of Doom and Jaws, right? You know, and And this is like
2: (laughs) and and like you know, cinema is like such a a much older medium than video games, so it makes sense that there would be some kind of a rating system at some point. I'm glad I I am glad that you know the video game industry polices themselves rather than the government doing it. Um, yeah. Not like the comics code thing that I briefly mentioned. Yeah, but it's like I think I think it would have happened whether it was with Mortal Kombat or another game. But I just feel yeah. like it's, it, it just it just it's a weird way that it came about because it was brought up and you know. The threat was given by people who had nothing, who had no idea what video games are and didn't understand. And also, like, it was what, early 90s? There was not enough. I feel like, I don't know. Again, not an expert at all, but I feel like there wasn't enough evidence or, like, research into the topic to have a super. There really wasn't. Super Like, even now, like, it's like, I wonder now, like, I'm trying to look into it a to little get- bit but to see, like, how the research has improved and like it was, it was 30 plus more years of data and to give it a little historical perspective like you know when they got
0: up in arms about pinball and early video games like the you know the horribly uh immoral centipede um <laughs> there there were you know conclusions drawn that it seems to increase aggressive thought which makes sense it's adrenaline uh i mean i remember playing resident evil 6 with jay and Leon's campaign, which is pretty much just going from place to place, and it's constant, and leaving his house and getting on the ramp to two eighty five and feeling like <clears throat> energized, like
2: by the same time, you can that about ramp. sports.
0: It's yeah, it's no different, uh, really, in that case. So like they had these conclusions, but they weren't, you know, c- pearl clutching about it. They were just like, it looks like it makes you more aggressive. Then crime started to rise in the seventies, and all these inconclusive. Uh, you know, conclusions started to become more conclusive without any evidence to back it up. Right. It was more right. just like th- this must be causing this violence is rising, and and now you got games of people ripping their heads off in the '90s, and there you go. So they have inconclusive studies which they present inaccurately. Yeah, because
2: they yeah. want a scapegoat. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, like I like I definitely feel like at least from at least from my perspective that. The whole idea about the whole rating system, I feel like it. I feel like it's a necessary evil to have because, like you said, Josh, the PG-13 rating didn't come about until like Indiana Jones and Temple of Doom came out, and pretty much between like uh, the early '70s and you could say the '90s, there was a whole media ecosphere change, and a lot of that. Uh, there's actually a lot of factors that kind of go into that um, overall. But it, it, it's it's a conversation that I kind of feel like ne- is, was going to be had either way. Mortal Kombat just happened to be in that particular place at that particular time, and it was just brought up as an issue. But yeah. eventually, I kind of agree with you, Yasin, that if it was Mortal Kombat, it was going to be another game. And that other game would be infamous, infamously known for it, and you could pick a plethora of violent video games that were coming out somewhat after Mortal Kombat like again it could have been Castle Wolfenstein 3D or it could have been Doom or it could have been Duke Nukem um, it could have been any one of those early type of games um, that was going to be the laser focus of it but I definitely mm. agree that I feel like it needs to be something that needs to be addressed because you do have parents that have concerns about what content their kid consumes and I feel like that's valid they should want to police that in some type of way Um you know, so they need to have some sort of guidance on what is good, what is bad, and something that they can trust. But to, again, to kind of agree with Yasin yet again, I think the video game industry in the long run has done a pretty good job of policing themselves on this stuff because I think they kind of see it too. So they know how to make it and market it to these specific demographics of what they're going like of what they're going for. And I think as a result, that's why we don't hear too much about this issue, at least to the extremes that we did in the nineties, like we do today. It's just not as prevalent anymore because we've kind of moved on from that topic and gone to a whole bunch of other things that today we're arguing about. But for video, what provides some video games, at least during that time, I feel like we've kind of hit all the numbers, at least enough of them. To where we have an idea about what we want and how it's going to be turned out, and the video game rating system, I feel like, is a good example of that. So, again, did it? Did Mortal Kombat need to be the scapegoat for it? Arguably not, but I, I'm, I would rather have it exist than not exist.
2: But let's, yeah, I think. Okay, I was gonna say that we've had like we have forty plus years of video games at this point, and a lot of violent video games. If it, yeah, if it did affect people to the point of increasing violence, there would be a lot more violence today.
0: Yeah, because like here we are, we're three. Once again, this is what they would call a uh, not consequential. What's the word? Circumstantial evidence. But here right. we have three people who grew up independently of each other, doing a Mortal Combat podcast, and us three from my, uh, you know. Knowledge are probably like the least aggressive people. Right. I know. I mean, I don't get into fights. I mean, you know, we all had our things in school and all that. Uh, you, you see, and you, you guys watch Mortal Kombat and then, you know, yeah, and started fighting in the I mean, class. Yeah, was,
2: but I mean, kids are gonna, I feel like kids do that anyway.
0: Yeah, they probably do. Me and Jay have practiced, uh, martial arts moves in our living rooms, but, you know, and I got in a fight here and there. Uh, but you know, it's like as adults, I think we're pretty healthy and adjusted. I mean, I, I do yell at cars. Um, on okay. yeah, but so do sports fans. So, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. I would argue sports
1: fans are way more violent than video game people.
0: And, <laughs> and what the studies did find, uh, you know, at, continuing from the hearings after the ESRB, throughout the continued culture of, like, people keep bringing it up every time a violent act happens, uh, is that... There's been a lot of confliction between people. Some people have said, no, there's a direct link. Some people have said, no, it's fucking silly. But the one consensus doing all that, like doing a metadata on it is that, yeah, uh, I think uh, one even stated that for people who are already aggressive, which is a key point. Uh, it makes them, um, you know, continue their aggression, which, yeah, no shit. Uh, even Elliot said, and this is what everybody thinks. It's like, yeah, if you're already of sound mind, it's not gonna negatively affect you. If you're a psychopath, mm-hmm. it's, it might help you become more of a psychopath. But it's studies also said that even in non-aggressive people, they will experience temporary increased aggression. Right. Uh, I call that adrenaline. Yeah. Sports fans and all that. It's, dubious to link it to actual violent crimes uh yeah at the most you could say maybe we're more on like they say we're 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 less likely to solve problems of people and all that uh you know there's been criticism thrown at the argument uh, that it's a good release for people you know to to get out their aggression and all that there's been inconclusive you know results on that uh and i think the reason that everybody can't fucking come up with a consensus is that it's way more complicated than that i mean we exactly. all know that
2: i mean there's there's, uh, there's benefits to video games as well like you know i've i've heard i mean again didn't read all the studies or anything like that but i've heard people reference studies that you know if you play uh, vi- uh racing games or whatever you have like you know more uh what do you call it? Re- your reflexes are a little bit better or something like that or yeah, like you yeah, know yeah. if you play games that have to do with a lot of problem solving you can that develops that part of your brain so it's like evidence that shows like video games do have positive effects as well yeah people think
0: games are satan but uh, i mean like there's so much more to video games than just you know violent situations there's so many puzzle games you know a lot of problem solving yeah. you know it, i would it, actually i would actually reaching.
1: argue i would actually argue that like fighting games uh, just as a genre in general actually promote um positive social interaction in the long run as well as develop strategy because at the end a fighting game is really just a is really a overly fancy game of paper rock scissors that you play with your opponent and someone's going to win someone's going to lose it's just nothing but like an algorithmic um guessing game of what your what your opponent does and what you do but the actual social interaction that you have with people Based on that, and then you talk strategy, and then you talk character, and then you talk move sets, and then you talk this or that and the other. And Mortal Kombat's included in this. I actually think the long term leads to a more positive experience as far as social interaction from one person to another. Because, I mean, I, I like I admit I'm kind of an older guy, but a lot of my best uh, you know starting of friendships actually happened with Friendship. playing fighting games. With friends, <laughs> believe it not.
2: <laughs>
0: Yeah, no, I feel you. I mean, yeah, uh, I've seen people post the fucking boomer meme of, you know, this is how friendships are, you know, good time is spent and two kids sitting on a pier. And, like, I remember, like, Matt would reply to it, or friend Matt, and would be like, no, i had many good friendship memories formed over video games. And I, yeah. you know, I was lucky enough to have both. Like, yeah, I played video games, and I remember talking on the phone to my best friend while we both played Ocarina of Time. Is like, dude, what'd you find? but I also lived in a rural community and I got to go like hike in the woods and stuff like that. So I had the best of both worlds. Uh, Really it's moderation. Yeah. if Like I had a kid, I don't, you know, I'm not going to sit him down on a diet of nothing, but mortal Kombat and doom that probably, I don't (laughs) think he's going to go out and become a shooter or a martial arts, you know, villain, but it might be bad for his development. And I think, you know, I mean, hell my parents, you know, did it when they saw what's going on on the screen. They're like, you know, you, you know the difference between fantasy and reality, and it's like, you know, be a good parent. <laughs> that's think, all fucking comes that's, that's to. The thing, be like, a good it, parent. It is all about, mm-hmm. you
2: know, it is all about parenting, because I remember uh, when I was younger, um, we would get, like, you know, because uh, we had a, you know, PC back then, and uh, like one family PC, and I remember once in a while we'd get, like, you know, demo discs, or, like, discs with, like, a bunch of games on it, like, house of games or whatever I don't know it was like stuff where you just like you don't know what's in there uh, and I remember yeah. uh, one time getting a, one of those CDs and there was a game called Soldier of Fortune and it was oh, a first yeah, person goodness. shooter and this was when I was like mm, 13 or so something like that and I was like oh what is this about and I started playing it and you're like a soldier and I think you go into like this facility or whatever and you walk in and then all of a sudden you just uh, there's an enemy like at the toilet Like taking a piss. And then you just, I just shot him up. And then he dies, (laughs) and you just see his like intestines fall out of him. Oh my God. And I remember freaking out and turning off the game and never playing it again. Are these like 2D sprites or a 3D? No, this was 3D. Oh man. So I remember seeing that, and it freaked me out, and then I stopped playing it. And I guess it was like, I guess it was a form of like self policing, but it's also like I wouldn't, I didn't know what the game was, and there was no. I don't even know if there's any warning about it on the game. Who knows? I don't remember. But, I mean, um, yeah, like,
0: kids are different. And, like, some kid, kids are smarter than people give them credit for. Yeah. We're not fucking... We. I'm not a kid anymore. But, you know, we're not... Stu- they're not stupid that they're gonna... Like, there literally was a Fox News report uh, on the eve of the hearings where, like, they interviewed a parent. And he said, yeah, they're gonna think this is okay. And they're gonna go out and try and imitate what they see. And I'm like, do you think... T- How much credit are you gonna give your kids? I I mean they are kids, they are, you know, sensitive and learning and in some aspects they are fucking stupid. But at the same time, they're not complete morons
2: either. Yeah.
1: They are a sponge, but they're not a blank sponge. Yeah, like back
2: then I could tell the difference between Mortal Kombat Violence and this like Soldier of Fortune type game. Yeah, yeah.
0: That was a little too much for you. And you you, you police yourself. Right. And that was that's how it works. But uh and, you know, games have changed. Like, they mischaracterize everything, you know, as being a murder simulator, ignoring the fact that in all of these, except for Mortal Kombat, maybe, you know, you're a hero trying to, you know, change things. In Doom, you're a guy killing hell, you know, in GoldenEye, you're, you are you know, James Bond. Yeah. Uh, Mortal Kombat, it's, you know, well, I'll get into that as we go into our next Barack segment. But I,
2: he did nothing I, wrong. Say so, what? Uh, Baraka's is a hero. He did nothing wrong. I mean, he is he is a good guy in MK11 now. Remember. It's true. <laughs> remember that. He, but, but, he
0: has... He's not evil.
1: But, Josh, I mean, it definitely kind of makes sense because, I mean, in reality, when you look at something like, say, like Mortal Kombat and you look at, say, okay, I'm Sub-Zero. I just... I basically just ripped off your head with your spine also, I am Mario. I just stomped on Aguma's head and smashed him flat into oblivion. And then I'm gonna, Then I'm also going to fire fireballs and basically, like, well, explode well, people that was, to death. Well, there was, in fact, a I study,
0: mean, uh, you know, in the, in the 70s and 80s, uh, you know, that and even newer studies uh, that addressed that there is no difference if it's realistic violence or cartoon violence as far as increasing aggressive behavior. Wow, the Looney Tunes. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I'm sure Looney Tunes probably had, you know, uh, similar scrutiny put on them too. Uh, But to to segue into, like, how this has evolved, because, like, there's another thing I wanted to mention, but it's like, I don't want to go too over long on this. Uh, But, you know, games definitely have changed because in all those examples, you are the good guy. They're taking it out of context. But now we do have games where you can enact sick fantasies. Uh, there's a game I remember that was indie. I can't remember the title, and I don't even want to mention the title because this one's even a little too much for me. It's, but it's basically you could go, like, they have a story of this guy that just had too much, and you could go on a rampage and just kill. And, like, they show, you know, him, like, you know, pinning a woman to the ground and screams, no, and he slits her throat. And it's just like, hmm. it's, it's a little too much. Uh, okay. this is definitely, enacting a fantasy, and whether or not, and I'm an a psychologist, that is a healthy outlet for somebody who has negative feelings, or whether it just encourages them to keep going, I can't say. There's been endless debate about stuff like that. Right. But the games that are being made now are pretty much the things that Joe Lieberman and Cole thought <laughs> games in the 90s were. But I think they're not also widespread because I think we have gotten better. I think the ESRB I think needed to be created because it is being you know it's it's a weird era where you you can walk into a KB toy store and there's action figures from R-rated games and uh, from I'm sorry from R-rated movies and then there's a TV with Mortal Kombat Two and All the Blood up there yeah. and it's just like this weird acceptance of we don't have you know, these are new things, and we just haven't figured things out yet. And I think, you know, it was inevitable to happen and needed to happen, and I think the ESRB is fine as it is, uh, and it works. Uh, but I think since then, while we have anybody can create a game and make it as sick as he wants or she wants, I think generally we have been better about making games moral. Uh, not giving a shit about, you know, the I I don't know how to word it, but I I think games one, there people don't look at them as much as a scapegoat, and two, I think there are a lot of good people and development teams that try to have good messages in their game. Like yeah, fucking think... Kojima of Death Stranding, a game that is built around helping people is fucking ingenious. And boy, that didn't take off unfortunately. Yeah. I don't Do you know like... anything about Death? Yeah.
2: i haven't played it yet uh it's, it's such a it weird either, but... game um there is a whole thing about quote-unquote rebuilding america in that game because like post-apocalyptic yeah. and he's building america by uh connecting different points with, by like traveling and making paths and whatever it's all about strands and threads and i don't know yeah it's a lot but, of but you could do concepts. something like like leave a ladder. For for somebody
0: like leave a ladder to get across a ledge and leave yeah, it, and can, another yeah, it's, player it's a, can see like it.
2: You're, you're kind of always connected online. It's an it's kind of an online game, but you're solo. You don't see anybody, but you see their uh, progress. Like for example, if enough people like, you can leave notes on what to what to avoid and what to go, which paths to go, and over time, like if people start like going over this mountain range or whatever, eventually the you know, the geology will, like... Is it geology? The landscape Geography. The landscape will, like, erode to a point where it makes a path. Neat. If enough people go that way, kind of thing. And oh, yeah, like beat, beating a path. Right. So that actually happens, even though you don't see anybody in the game. That's neat. Yeah, it's it's a That's really cool, so really, really, like, system. It's just the fact... It's just the, the whole, like... Everything around it is very weird. I haven't played it yet, but I've heard it's, like, a lot of high-concept stuff that's all kind of odd but it's very Kojima um, but good, I've man. heard that the, but the the gameplay of it I've heard people say it's oddly it's oddly satisfying and like therapeutic to just walk and like you have to like manage your the, the stuff you're carrying because you're stacking up all this like luggage and stuff and then you're kind of like as you're walking over this terrain, it starts to wobble, and you have to like kind of stabilize yourself as you're walking. It's like a whole thing. Like it's a, there's a whole system that he created, and it seems like it's oddly intriguing and uh, can be addicting, but also therapeutic and like very zen at points. But then you also get attacked by these other dimensional. Cre- I don't. It's a lot, dude. I don't know. <laughs> I, yeah, I want to play it at some point. I, I'd love to. Hey, get your ps4 come over
0: bring it over to my place we will play it because I'm, yeah, I'm just out. waiting for the price not... to go down waiting for it to be ported on switch yeah right <laughs> i mean switch can't handle that fucking game dude it'd look like shit <laughs> <laughs> look,
1: it would look, it look like a painterly mess a violent yeah. mess <laughs> uh
0: well let's segue on uh to how uh it uh, the violence in mk evolved and where we are now uh I can sum up the hearings and just saying that the second hearing they reconvened and committed the the retailers that Walmart came Toys R Us not KB stores but Toys R Us came and uh some other lady from a company I never fucking heard of and she even made a joke about like our company's unknown but mm. if the first hearing was a uh, witch burning mm. the second hearing was the giant ass kissing kissing uh fucking meeting of them all because uh, like Howard Lincoln comes back and apparently he's been promoted and oh, uh, wow. you know Lieberman gives him an attaboy and says like I don't know if it had anything to do with the things you said in the previous uh, hearing but congratulations and it was just wow ass kissing Nintendo Bill White wasn't back a different representative was back like a uh, uh vice president or something and uh all the retailers pledged that they would honor a rating system and stuff like that and they went through problem troubleshooting to figure out how to make it effective and blah blah blah. and at the end of the day yeah we got the esrb and you know now flash forward you know 30 years later and Mortal Kombat's as violent as ever. <laughs> I,
1: I will be. I will be curious what the next sort of like flashpoint of violence in video games actually kind of is. Because I, I probably
0: the, VR. Yeah, I'm thinking uh, it's they, they be warned VR. about that. Uh, perhaps predictably, in the hearings, they said, you know, imagine, you know, they they brought up VR and said, what if we get violent VR games where you can, you know, vividly participate in the violence? And they brought up, you know, sex porno, you know, VR, LOL, looking forward to today, (laughs) where that is a thing, but he's like warning that, you know, kids could, you know, just all of a sudden, you know, enter a VR, you know, you know, sexually explicit world and just, you know, fear for the future. And-
1: dude, d- dude, what that's going to lead to in the future is that, like I said, man, freaking the movie Demolition Man, early 90s movies predicting the future. You had a VR sex scene in that movie that didn't turn <laughs> out too well for Sylvester Stallone. So they already predicted Arnold Schwarzenegger, who, funnily enough, actually did um, actually ban violence in video games, I think, uh, through
0: legislation back in like 2002. Wait, what, really? and- Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, There was a there was a legislation in California, correct?
1: Yeah. Yeah. He 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 actually he actually totally did that. in 2005, California passed a state, uh, statewide ban on the selling of violent video games to minors proposed and championed by former governor of California, Arnold Schwarzenegger. However, the ban was eventually struck down by yep. a, a vote in the Supreme Court in the case of Brown v. Entertainment Merchants Association in 2011, ruling that video games qualify for First Amendment protections. So, you know, there's that whole thing. But also, I do feel like that... You know, VR will be the next flashpoint if we get to the point to where oh my god, now kids can have sex in VR like at an early age because a game says you can, and that's going to be a whole thing. And
0: well, I do find it funny that he brought it up, and here we were last episode talking about what if there was a, a VR Mortal Kombat. Yeah. <laughs> oh
2: God. I, <laughs> yeah, that's true. I, uh, I also think that it's going to be less. It's going to be. I mean, it could be the VR thing, but it also could be about the content specifically, and like what the games are doing or what the games are trying to say like I remember uh, this year a game came back into the news that was like away for like 10 years almost uh, it's called Six Days in Fallujah which is like hmm um, it was a game like it's like a Call of Duty type game but it's about you know the Fallujah uh, Battle of Fallujah back in the you know 2000s or whatever and It got, you know, backlash when it got announced like 10 years ago. They stopped and then it, for whatever reason, came back up again because they're like oh, we're gonna, you know, we're planning on reworking this, working on this again and releasing it soon. And there's a lot of backlash again about it because it's like well, you're uh, you know, it's it's a whole, you know, the whole thing about you know, uh, American war crimes and stuff like that and then, you know, the representation of like, you know, the people of Fallujah and, you know, how they're looked they're othered in the game and whatever. And even mm-hmm. though they're trying to say, oh, we're, we're you know, interviewing soldiers and victims and stuff like that, but it's still from the perspective of the US. It's like, so that's, I feel like those are the type of things that are being discussed nowadays more so than, you know, straight up violence. I think it's become more nuanced because like, you know, games are more evolved now, more a part of society. And it's more understood that, you know, call of duty is one of the biggest games ever and it's not you know affecting people the way that they thought it would so i think it's going to be more about the content and representation and you know what kind of messages the games are bringing
0: yeah Uh, i find it funny to to go back and reflect to uh in the second hearing one of the things lieberman was really hoping they could do and he kept bringing it up is if they could do that police the content and, like, everyone there was like, hung, hung, hung. I don't know about that. Like, he was really hoping they could, like, self-censor and put more morally, uh, you know, morally good things in their games and not have, you know, the stuff they are now, which he was just totally disgusted by. Uh, hmm. I, I just find that interesting. And, of course, that didn't happen then. Everyone has the freedom to put whatever they want in the game now. But, uh, yeah, like, once again, I think, you know, a lot of people have a good head on their shoulders to try and promote things that aren't destructive. Right. Uh, even if it involves ripping someone's spine out all the way and then impaling their head on one of the jagged bones so the eyeball pops out. That's like, that's one of Sub Zero's fatalities in
2: 11. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So do we want to talk about the Mortal Kombat specifically?
0: Yeah, yeah. Because uh, like, obviously, Mortal Kombat two got even gorier. Three got silly. Uh, yeah, and then anyway, we
2: had varying degrees of way more bones of, coming out of bodies than to show. Yeah, I
1: remember the humble days when all you like when like when a fatality was only just and I mean only just uppercutting someone's head off. I remember those days.
0: Or now it's uh, ripping someone's torso off, sticking your hand up in it, and doing a ventriloquist act with it.
1: Yep, and now we've gone, and and now we've come to that level of insanity. Imagine if
0: Joe Lieberman saw that shit.
1: Yeah, I know, right? I predict, I predict, in the next Mortal Kombat game, we will now have like someone doing a fatality where then they use their insides for like cooking recipes, and they'll just be enjoying soup, and that'll be a friendship.
0: Actually, that that sounds pretty funny. Before (laughs) you said cooking recipe, I was about to be like, they need, they need to reanalyze how they do the fatalities because they're getting so ridiculous. Uh, like fatalities in the first game, it's like, you know, it's a quick finishing blow. It's not even like murder. It's not like a sick psychopath. It just feels like this is a tournament where you're forced to be, you know, brutal. And it's just, you know, a quick uppercut, a quick, you know, this. Where now it's like an elaborate murder scene where, like, this hero all of a sudden looks like a complete psychopath, uh, or they do these elaborate fatalities where they do two fatalities in one, and it's like that's a bit much. He's already dead, dude.
2: Right? He's, al- <laughs> he's already dead. What are you doing? I think
0: Yeah, they it was, need to redesign it's interesting
2: them. to look back at the fatalities of, like, you know, the two D games from back then, and seeing, I mean perspective is is you know is the whole thing where now it looks just silly and just kind of like oh why were we you know why are we up and why were people up in arms about this type of thing where like you know there's like pulls like drops of blood that are like as big as like a mug or like a, a coke can or something like that just like <laughs> falling out of people and then like you you someone explodes and then like they have three rib cages and you're like how does that even work so it's like <laughs> And by the time you get to like, MK3 and Trilogy, it's, like, it's ridiculous.
0: But... I feel it was almost them softening up a bit in 3. It's like, okay, let's just be silly. Because it's, like, it's markedly different in tone.
2: That's, a, that's the thing that happens with uh, a lot of these eras. And as they iterate on games, it's like... Or iterate on each game and, you know, have to come up with fatalities. Like, well, they got to one-up themselves somehow. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's either, like, get more brutal... Or get more comedic, and sometimes they do both at the same time. Um, yeah, and with you know, I think with the with those early games, they went a bit more comedic, I guess. Well, I, I, we think it was comedic now, but maybe it was they were one up in themselves. But it was like it wasn't like. I mean, I it, thought it was pretty comedic back then when Jack's
0: turned into like Godzilla size, and yeah, and you just see a boot comes down. I mean, you didn't think it was comedic when smoke blows up the world,
2: yeah, or when like. Yeah. Uh, an MK machine falls on someone's head or something like that. So, yeah, that's just, so like
1: that's when we that's when we've gotten into like Looney Tune land, like in terms of their fatalities.
2: Yeah, like the the thing that I always remember, I always think about is like I don't know if it's MK Four or one of the other 3D games where Quan Chi like beats the crap out of someone mm-hmm. with take like rips off a limb and then beats the crap out of them with it. And then, as it says, like, Quan Chi went, he still beat the Christos over M- yeah, MK4 had some gone. really
0: good fatalities. And I don't want to sound disturbing here, but, uh, it was like three, they got kind of silly and like, unsatisfying because they look like paper mache pieces falling apart. But four, man, they got really brutal. And, you know, the, the Quan Chi, uh, Shinnok, gret- turns into a giant skeleton and squeezes you until your head pops up and all the blood gushes out and scorpion turns into a scorpion. I the one and, that uh, rips you. In always half.
2: felt like brutal. It seemed kind of brutal to me. Uh, well, it, it it was it was like uh, the sound effect as well. It's Tanya, where she like go like she kind of like jumps onto your neck with her thighs and mm. then like spins around like three times and you hear the bone crack, 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 oh! Crack, and then she jumps off and then your head is backwards and you fall to the ground and I was like, that's Oof, fucked up. that's really yeah, it's cool. a, it,
0: yeah, it sounds weird to say but the 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 fatalities in mk4 uh evolving from 3 were satisfyingly brutal satisfyingly brutal i, I hmm. guess there's a part of us and you know maybe this goes into what the senators are afraid of or maybe it goes into just our evolution of, uh, you know just naked apes but there is something satisfying about just the visceral you know blood spraying and you know Mm-hmm. Necks breaking and, uh, blah, blah, blah. I mean, I, not that I like that shit, but you know, um, I think two was really good at that and four was really good at that. Uh, and it's... now we're where we are today, where nine was this insane balance of, dis, of just that, these quick, brutal things that were also really, some of them are disturbing and it was almost like n- not too far into where it keeps me up at night, but it was almost like, God damn, that's brutal. Like, eh, both of Kung Lao's fatalities.
2: Kung Lao's fatalities are pretty brutal.
1: Yeah, at least they balance it out though, because what an like what an MK two. They also have friendships, you know, to sort of balance that well, out. And that I was thought...
0: a direct response to all the is to, yeah. to make fun and do friendships.
1: And, and I think it's a very clever one because I love friendships. I think they're a crap ton of fun. I mean, still, like uh...
0: I do. I'm glad they're back in eleven. Uh, I don't like the way they do them in eleven, which I'm, I'm displeased in the same capacity that I don't like the way they're doing fatalities. Yeah, but.
2: I'll get into that. It kind of feels like you yeah. missed the point because like I missed I remember, the point. Yeah, you were talking about it before. I think off camera, off off air it was like the fatality. No, the I the, the friendships. Podcast. Oh, you did okay in the friendships in the older games. You're doing a friendship with the other, you know, opponent. Yeah, whereas giving now, a cake or something. Yeah, whereas now you're just off playing on your own. Like, yeah. like uh... I forget who it is, but someone like comes in on like a an ice cream truck or something like that sub zero of course yeah and then like the uh, kung lao uses his hat as like a rail a railroad for like his toy train or whatever but it's just like they're just playing on their own they're not really interacting with the person they just killed which i guess is kind of weird why would you <laughs> the person is dead so why would you yeah yeah well, yeah I mean, I... they're not dead they're not Oh dead. no they're think... not yeah
1: I think it's almost like a limitation because that means they would have to interact with the character that they're fighting against, which means that I guess in theory they would probably have somewhat different interactions, even though maybe, except
0: they have to do the same thing with x rays or or whatever you call them now. Um, You know, they have to animate a different character receiving the same blow.
2: Yeah.
0: All the different combinations. It's
2: true. It's like
0: you don't have to be doing anything, you just be standing there doing the, you know, dizzy animation and they give you a cake.
2: Yeah, um, yeah, but but going back to like some of the fatalities over the years, like there, like I, I, for me, like the MK two, MK three fatalities are the most iconic. More like just like the setting of it, where it's like you're fighting, fighting, fighting. You win, you do the code, and then the screen turns darker, and then you hear that sound, duh, 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 and then mm-hmm. you do the thing. It's like there's an atmosphere to the fatalities, which I think doesn't. I don't feel it as much nowadays with the newer games. Like, it's still yeah, there, but it's like... That. I feel like the Brutalities have that a bit more, because then you have, like, like in 11, when you do Brutality, the screen goes dark and there's a spotlight on you as you do the whatever the Brutality is. So I the feel brutalities like... Brutalities
0: are perfect, because they're exactly what the old school... They are the answer to the old school Fatalities. There are those brought back, like, proper what a Fatality should be and not this crazy shit.
2: Yeah, it's it's weird how fatalities have switched in meaning nowadays. Where like, for in my mind, it feels like the X rays are more are more brutal than the fatalities.
1: <laughs> no, yeah. they are. They they really kind of are because it's just kind of funny. Like when you think about it, you do like in an X ray, you do all this stuff. You not only do you see them do a violent act, but you see the reason why it's called an x-ray, you see their spine break, their skull crack, or their arms break, or them just getting stabbed with something, and then... I mean, we've they lose farther like, from that. Yeah, and then they lose, like, whatever amount of health that they lose, and then they just get up, and they just continue fighting, and you're like, but wait, like... Well, I mean, happened? like, an
0: MK9, it was getting your shin broken or whatever, but now, on 11, it's getting Melina's size shoved completely through your eyes from the back of your head, and then getting your throat ripped out. Which makes me cringe so much. I hate throat violence. Uh, and then the you get up from that. Like, yeah. Which yeah, uh, Liu Kang's fatality in Ten. You mentioned. Oh
2: man, that one. That was. That's one of the few ones in the last mm. like decade that made me go like mainly kind of kind of squeamish a little bit. Yeah, that's a problem. That
0: like the 2D games too. Like if they did a throat root fatality, I think it would make me react the same way if it right. was 2D because like the imagination can fill in so much, and I think that's part of the thing where like. Oh, we thought these were so silly, but look so violent but look at them. The imagination right. does a lot of work. But now we get like fucking photorealistic shit and I almost think we're going into too far territory. 10, 11 start to feel like a reaction to that. Like I, maybe it's just the shitty Switch graphics, but like uh 11 feels more cartoony to me. Like the blood doesn't even look all that good either. I think, the- I, think
2: I think it's it's the it's the Switch version. I think mm-hmm. I mean, the, I played it at J's. I've done some Italians Yeah, but it's a been a long time but... since so you've seen it. I, for me, they look really realistic. Like they've done like I, I was doing like a bit of research about like you know the developers of Eleven and how what they had to do, uh, and the and what they had to do to get these animations and these effects and the kind of effects that it had on the developers, which it's pretty like. Uh, it's, it's pretty heavy because well, a lot of people had like PTSD from it, from working on that game. Uh, because they they had to like, uh, and some people said like, you know, uh, I'm just trying to look at the quote uh, from one developer. This is from a Kotaku article from like 2019. Uh, it said, you'd walk around the office and one guy is watching hangings on YouTube videos. On YouTube, Jesus. another pr- another guy is looking at pictures of murder victims. Someone else is watching a video of a cow being slaughtered. And the scary part was always the point at which new people on the project got used to it. And I definitely got hit by that point. So it's like, God. they would have to do so much I, research. And even there was a there was a part where they talked about, you know, they were doing tests to see how, like, liquids uh, landed on carpet and other surfaces. And they were like, does that look like how blood would look like on the surface or whatever? Is that the right color? So they were doing a lot of, like, testing and research. At this
0: point, see- you're like a CSI cleanup crew.
2: They said yeah that's that's one of those things where it's like it it got to the point where they got this uh they got used to it and they got so into the weeds with it and then you 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 go and you have meetings with like the higher ups and they're like oh this is great this looks this looks amazing they, but they have they have a detachment from it because they're not animating it and they're not doing the research whereas the developers are and they would like I one developer talked about it and said that oh I I couldn't sleep because I would have these, like, vivid nightmares of, like, you know, these graphic things. And it's point like, I just didn't want to sleep at night. And then another person said, like, they had looked and studied, like, the anatomy of bodies so much. This is, this may trigger people. I'm, I'm sorry. You can skip over if you want to. But he said that he couldn't even look at his dog without thinking about what's inside the dog. Oh, God. Almost oh, like God. an X-ray thing, where like he would just see the insides of the dog when he looks at it, and it's like that's just yeah. The psychological stuff that happened in there in uh, during the development of MK11 is pretty messed up. I and think I remember... that's a hmm? go ahead. <laughs> Keep going. But yeah, it was it was a thing that it was came out like around the time like just before and a little bit after the game came out because of yeah. Probably I remember the article because I remember some of those quotes you said. Yeah and um and one of the things and i wonder if you know nether studios has addressed it was that there wasn't really any adequate um like facilities for like you know people to you know talk about this or have like you know therapy sessions on site or whatever or like yeah if i were definitely in charge of this that would definitely
0: be a, a perk that i would put in
2: yeah so that's that's the thing like that's uh the discussion brought up brought a lot of backlash I wonder if NetherRealm Studios has addressed it in a way that they actually have, if they have, you know, people to police, uh, or you know, to look over and see if their developers are doing okay, um, if there are effects of it, if they have the proper measures to, like, you know, address it, uh, you know, whether it's therapy, time off, or whatever. Or, like, just having, like, hey, let's not, you know, look at, you know, videos of dead people or something like that. yeah how, i don't
0: like, know why that's necessary dude. i mean i know you want to be like realistic. legit realistic but
2: this is still fantasy i mean i mean that's what that's what i was saying earlier like you know after iteration after iteration they want to one up themselves i guess so like in mk9 it was you know the thing that was like crazy about it was that the x-rays like they were animating every bone you know different right. muscles and organs and like you know when uh scorpion would you know reach into your guts and freeze it and then pull it out or whatever like they had to like animate that so exactly true. as it possible you know and then by the time you get to 11 it's like well we got to one up ourselves some- somehow so then they start looking at stuff like this and then it's like you question whether it goes too far for the developers because then on the gamer side we think, oh, this looks this looks really good, it looks really realistic, but we don't have that perspective of like people who are working on the games day in day in and day out. And it's like tedious work and they're like you know, something that takes like three seconds, like a fatality usually takes like around five seconds to do the matches themselves only a few minutes long. But for animators it takes them weeks and months to do this stuff yeah i just looking at that over and over yeah i I can imagine taking its toll
1: yeah because i mean you're probably like looking at uh i guess you could say like uh katana's head getting exploded or having like the spear go through Mm -hmm. from the back of her skull to the front of her mouth and then you have to freeze frame it i'm referencing scorpion's fatality like his big one mainly um you, only, you you only you can only look at that so much before it just kind of like sears itself into your brain as you're yeah. doing this stuff. And so, yeah, I can see how you can get some psychological damage from that. Because at that point, if you see that all day, if you just go home for the day, you just want to watch like Hearts and Rainbows and Fluff after that. Just, if you that, just can see that. <laughs> yeah, uh, that can
0: fix that. Yeah, this clear. seems to be a very unfortunate consequence of video games becoming photorealistic. Uh, you know, have we... Have we, have yeah. we we spent so much time talking about if we could, we didn't stop to talk if we should. <laughs> um, you know, it's, to, to not laugh at it, though, it's like, that. yeah, I don't know, that's a serious problem, and I would like to know how that's developed, because I remember hearing about that a while back, I guess, before Eleven came out, Yeah. right? So it's like, and like, Ten was already like, that's why I feel Eleven's more cartoony, because like, there was some shit in Ten. Cassie's Fatality, where she clubs you in the jaw, and your jaw comes off. Uh... I'm not going to say where I saw it, but that looks, that looks directly inspired by, by something from the internet. Oh, god. That it looks makes directly inspired because it looks awful, and I'm like, oh my god! I hope someone is not staring at that. To, it to makes me that.
1: wonder. It makes me wonder, just like who who are the people um, that actually come up and write these ideas for these fatalities? The well, they, they get and in
0: a big them. board meeting with Ed Boon and all the other creative leads, and they just spitball ideas. And Ed Boon's even said in interviews that's like even as far back as MK two. But now uh the interview I'm thinking about was current. He says, you know, these spitball ideas and there's some that are so bad that they're like, yeah, this is too much. And the interviewer asks for details and he's like, no, they're so bad. I don't even want to say them. So, like, well, so they they just spitball as much crazy shit as they can, and then just do, do what's workable. Which means uh,
1: that they they probably think of way more brutal stuff, and they hold themselves back and be like, okay, yeah, yeah that's it's too like, much. And they are policing themselves. Yeah, they are policing themselves, and we're and we're still getting this. But at the same time, like you said they have to always one-up themselves, too. So it's like, hey, how can we make the next iteration of Mortal Kombat way more violent than the previous one, but we also can't go too violent? And that window is going to keep closing and closing until eventually they're, I, I kind of feel like there's going to be a plateau at some point. Like, there's going to have to be.
0: Well, I think games... I, oh, go ahead. go ahead. No, you go ahead. I'm just saying my hope would be, and they already kind of are, maybe games will just revert back. Uh, go back to simpler times and simpler graphics because, like, how can you go more realistic than (laughs) photorealistic? Well,
2: that's that's why I'm wondering, like, if it's less about, like, one-upping yourselves as far as, like, the severity and the the, brutality of of these um, (laughs) finishing moves and stuff and more about creative ways of doing it. Yeah, I like that. Like, not not necessarily, like, oh, we got to get, like, super graphic and we have to like show like you tearing a heart apart and we got to see like the insides of it like you know i don't think they need to go into that detail but like more creative ways to do fatalities based off of the characters yeah make me laugh or make me go oh wow uh i'm not really happy
0: with much of the fatalities in 11 either they just feel like blah like i hate both the scorpions fatalities noob saivet so they're just not exciting uh 9 and 11 were better in that regards uh
2: 9 more so like I mean, uh, Kung Lao's was pretty like, like I think it was the one in nine where he does the, the buzz saw on the ground.
0: Yeah, that that's one like, of the ones that it disturbs me so much, but it's also really well done. It's it's perfectly short and brutal, a little bit on the cruel side, but it's just like it's Mortal Kombat. It's it's shocking and it's it's great.
2: Right, but then it awesome. does stuff sense. like you know, in eleven where he just kind of throws the hat in midair and it spins, and then you just kind of swing the your opponent and kind of slowly cuts it off like kind of like like part yeah piece to piece so like that one's like ah it's this it's not as interesting. But it's like I, what do you do to be more creative that doesn't well, get super brutal as well.
1: I don't I know think, like is it, like, ahead, Jay. I, like I think like a way you do it or a way that they've done it, they've been doing this since ten and they do it in different ways. So I think a lot of it has to do with just sort of like the feeling of intent and 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 drawing things out and build up. So like one thing that makes Kung Lao's fatality I think particularly brutal is the fact that the person that he's about to kill sees this buzzsaw hat coming closer to them mm. and they're screaming and they can't do anything about it and then they, you know, they're making a sound as it cuts them in half and that just institutes that feeling of dread while it's like before, it's just an instant cut your head off and then you're dead. Like, it's just instantaneous. And then you got the uh, creative way of doing it from like a pop culture standpoint, like in 10, Cassie Cage does one of her fatalities doing selfies. And then you actually get to see the comment line of it too. And I'm just like, that's funny. Yeah, that, that was you a unique. good
0: one. Even though that's the one that disturbed me. but
1: yeah. yeah, it's good, but it's also disturbing because in theory, like someone could... Really do that? Like that's not that's not really a fantasy. Yeah, you're At sounding
0: least... very Joe Lieberman right now. I've got to tell you.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, I'm. You're mean, saying
0: but... I'm gonna go bust a guy's jaw off and take a selfie of it because I saw Cassie Cage do it.
1: Uh, yeah, but I'm just saying, like, not even so much as doing something as brutal as that. But you could, in theory, like, maybe you're one of these people. That's just you know, has way too many screw loses in your head, and after you just accidentally kill someone, you're like, hey, I'm just going to document it and make myself go viral on it. I mean, it's...
2: Ca- well, I mean, I mean sort of, that has um, happened, unfortunately, that's happen- in life. Unfortunately, uh, that, that has happened.
1: Yeah, uh, so, I mean, so, like... And th- but in a way... When you th- when you see it initially, you're like, "Oh, wow, this is goofy and stupid." And then you think long, you're like, "Oh, this is actually kind of like crazy how this can be yeah, done." But it doesn't guess, make yeah, it any unintentional less...
0: unintentional parallels to real yeah. life you could draw with that one that they probably weren't thinking about.
1: But at the same time, it's also a creative way you could do it. And I feel like fatalities and future Mortal Kombat games will also get at. Um, you know, levels that created. I mean, it, pop culture references are probably going to be the thing because like in Mortal Kombat, you've got Predator, you've got Alien, you've got Freddy Krueger, you've got Robocop, you've got freaking Terminator in here. And you've got these characters that are just, you know, that are all about just basically blowing people up. And even like in Mortal Kombat 10, um, one of Johnny Cage's fatality references The Shining because here's, here's Johnny. Johnny.
0: <laughs> yeah, and Yeah. Cassie got... redoes it with a heart, the heart hand symbol, all of them. Yeah. That one so
2: I mean, me. the fact yeah. really? Yeah. The the doing the heart sign inside of someone's guts, like she just ripped a hole in you, and she's yeah. still gonna be cute. Yeah, but then she <laughs> had, puts her hands through both sides and then does it. And it's like, oh man, that's just that's <laughs> yeah.
1: What I think though is that I think a lot of them has to do with these characters doing all these like crazy, like brutal, like brutal fatalities, and then doing something goofy at the end to kind of say, "Hey guys, remember this is okay." I don't know if that's intended, but that's what it feels like. It's like, "Hey, I blew, hey, I blew a hole through your stomach," but here I'm going to do a heart just to say, "Like, lol, this is funny." And then I mean, I
0: think it further, uh, you know, further proves my theory that uh, you know current era mortal Kombat characters are just looney tune characters yeah who just get back up uh, especially when you have fathers and daughters fighting each other and then you know oh hey dad and then you rip their head off uh i remember my co-worker commenting on that it's like damn that's fucked up yeah <laughs> but uh is this a really good question about like you know how do you one-up it or how do you you know go from here and like I think the brutalities are a perfect go-back-to-basics thing that, hey, maybe they'll overshadow fatalities at some point. Maybe we'll change to flip the script uh, of Mortal Kombat, yeah.
2: you know. Like, for me, it's like, I'm when I play Mortal Kombat 11 now, I'm more inclined to do brutalities. One, because they're a bit easier to do. You don't have to, like, necessarily... Easier? Well, okay. They're not... it's I couldn't be it's...
0: fucked to, to try and do them. I try to do the simple ones, but it's like, I can't... My brain can't think. Okay, I gotta hold block this entire match. I can't do it. Yeah, I
2: think I think okay. Maybe that's not the right term, but instead of like memorizing a combo or memorizing a, a, a string of like commands to do it, like just saying like okay, I gotta in the second oh, my right. second match, you know, don't hit block or something. Like, or second match, the last hit has to be a throw, and you have to like keep pressing this button, and that does the brutality. It's yeah. so, like. It's way easier than it was in Ultimate Three or Trilogy. Yeah, which it's different then too because those are just stupid. I'm of two minds about it. I like the way that it's done now because it's like it's circumstances, like it's a situational thing. Like you, if if you do this, then you'll be able to do the brutality at the end. But in the you know older ones, it was like a string of like ten buttons to do at 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 once, which is like kind of like a badge of armor if you could complete it. Because like, oh shoot, you did like a. You did a brutality. That's insane. You memorized it and did it on time. Yeah, that's, it's like a kind of like it's almost like a one up of fatalities. Where like if you're able to do that, that's insane. And then it's not just like a one hit thing. You're doing a combo that ends with them blowing up kind of a thing right like, yeah like the reward is a little different here it was a bit more satisfying to like, brutalities
0: i don't know i think the new fatality or i'm sorry brutalities are satisfying because it's no, basically no, your your reward is an old school style oh like, yeah. like i love kung laos from 10 where he does a, bah, 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 it punches you in the face and your your head just separates
2: yeah he still has that. He, has that he has that in this one as well in 11 but he also has another one where he does the hat uh split from two Oh, sweet! That's cool. See, like I like that, like little little callbacks. You know how his uppercut is like—he takes off his hat and does the uppercut. I think if he yeah, do that, I think if he do splitting. that, he splits you. Yeah. Okay. I well, kind of feel on. like
1: I kind of feel like the next evolution of fatalities that they do, like when they actually inevitably do a Mortal Kombat twelve. I say uh, a theme about it is that keep the X rays as your quote unquote fatalities, the brutalities. I kind of feel like are sort of like uh, the badge of honor that you earn through doing circumstantial things in a fight match. Keep, like, friendships as a thing, too. But maybe for Fatalities, we go to MK3 levels of, like, goofiness. Like, all of a sudden Jax grows into a giant and steps on you. Smoke uh, blows up the world. I hope so. And, you know what, Jay? Then, that's and, the
0: best answer that could have been given. Yeah.
1: Or like, or, like, for example, maybe, like, Sonya Blade, like, sort of straps you to a rocket and you and you get launched into space. And that's the Fatality. <laughs> you just go into space. Like, so, like, like, if we get that levels of Ridiculous, why how someone gets killed in those goofy ways. I kind of feel like it just, it differentiates itself from everything else in such a way and contrast enough that it just becomes, it just becomes like comically fun at that point. Like maybe like, I don't know, Raiden, like basically Raiden electrocutes you so much. He just like zaps you into another dimension and you appear there into, in, into like another realm. And then you get like obliterated by something like something really stupid.
0: <laughs> so. uh, yeah. I, I love that answer. Cause you know, it, the only thing I was thinking of is go simpler. Uh, this is a way to to one up and go crazy while also maybe stepping away from uh, giving our fucking programmers, uh, you know, artists PTSD.
2: Yeah, exactly.
0: Let them have a little fun and like you know, be hey, silly it's like
2: a- like have Raiden like take out a bottle of water and spray it on you, and you're like, what? Then all of a sudden he <laughs> electrocutes you Ugh, like. Ugh. <laughs> Yeah, I mean,
0: it seems like it would be the natural evolution of this era if you would consider we are in, like, the MK3, Ultimate MK3 point, mm. if we're talking about the original timeline. I've seen people theorize, too, it's like, uh, we had MK1, 2, 3, 3 Ultimate, and Trilogy, where everybody, we had, you know, Deadly Alliance, Deception, and then Armageddon with everyone. It's like, what are we going to get now? Are we going to get an everyone game? You know what? You know this goes back to like, what do we expect from MK12? And like, my other thing was like, MK12. If it's the the past era with great kung lao, maybe the fatalities would be more simplified. You know, maybe oh, it's yeah. going to be just like a Shaolin tournament, and it's just going to be oh. quick finishing blows. They could fucking restructure the whole what we think about Mortal Kombat. We don't know. Like, oh, that yeah, that
2: I makes know. me more excited than anything. Oh
0: my god. Yeah. yeah.
1: And you could, like, do – and you could do these fatalities in such a way to where they they are still brutal, but they're so ridiculous that there's just really no way that anybody can be, quote, unquote, like, maybe, like, too triggered by it. And there's – I think there's ways you can do it in every single way, like, just to kind of make it to where fatalities are less about the brutality of them and more about just the embarrassment factor. Like, I mean (laughs) – you know, like for example, like uh, like one thing you could do with reptile. And one of his fatalities in the older games is that he like rips off your head and eats it. Maybe in MK12, he just straight up like lashes out his tongue and eats your whole entire body. Like he just straight up just consumes you, just boom. I mean, he
0: does kind of do that in three in pieces. Oh, yeah, he, <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: yeah, he does anacondas yeah. it. Yeah. yeah, I mean, well,
1: su- yes, Anakin? yeah, y- yeah, something like that, or like I don't know, like maybe Sub Zero freezes you permanently and then all of a sudden you're just on a statue with a whole bunch of other people he's frozen forever and then you just sit there in a cold like in a cold wasteland and just his fatality <laughs> you know just <laughs> okay. i mean just i mean just like like something like that where like there's there, there's less blood and less guts and more like okay we like we get it like we know you're dead like we know you've been fatality like we just need to give
0: scorpion a good fatality because he hasn't had one since i can't remember
2: what's the fatality in eleven?
0: In 11, he either does, uh, crap, I do. Oh, yeah, he, he, like, uh, fucking cuts your head off and then kicks it into the air and then throws a spear and impales it.
2: See, that's, that's and, just the iteration of the one in 9 where he does the same thing, but then he slices your head in half in the air.
0: Yeah, it's just like that. And, and his second fatality is the one I always do, but it's still, like, whatever. Is like, he throws the spear into you and it turns red hot and he, like, hell ports into the ground and travels underneath you, dragging the spear through your body so that it, while Red Hot cuts through your body and he comes up and flicks it and your body like just cuts in half laterally. And it kind of is cool, but it's like, what And like, I don't even remember his fatalities from 10. Like, he had a fire breath. It's not in there. It's just, it's a special move now. Uh, Right. Remember now fatalities of past games have become special moves. Mm -hmm uh it's like yeah i don't know he hasn't had a satisfying one since four where he turned into a scorpion and ripped you in half i
1: think oh, a good wow, one yeah. like i think a, like i think a phone was like you know he has his health frame hell flame that he summons from the ground like maybe like one of his fatalities he just basically summons like a a pit of lava directly under you and then you just slowly like melt away so yeah i could yeah, yeah i to that
2: too like uh thumbs up (laughs) oh man
0: apparently like that was gonna be like a terminator 2 exit like thing like he would do that but Hmm. they couldn't because it references terminator 2 and they could only like use like terminator as seen in dark fate or genesis Uh, or whatever yeah
2: but isn't that that like a direct sequel to 2 it is but
0: you know i'm parroting i don't know how exactly how all this shit works but like yeah yeah, they, they couldn't use past arnold they had to use Correct. Kind of like how Toho, when they make a Godzilla movie, they have to use the current King Ghidorah. They can't use Showa 60s King Ghidorah ever. It has right. to be the new one. Because, you know, fucking lawyers and uh, you know exec heads think, well, this is what's most familiar to people because it's the newest, so that's what we have to show. They're if not, you show an older one, it will confuse people. Well, they're not
1: wrong <laughs> that in that regard, shit. but they're not wrong now. They will be wrong as future, as more and more generations grow up on this stuff.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I love the so, idea of like it going back to the great Kung Lao and doing fatalities that are like more grounded simple. Grounded, simple, dare I say honorable but, in a way. But still brutal. Yeah, yeah. Like still kinda brutal, kind of brutal but Kung like, you know, not over the top and have it be like an actual tournament that like Yeah, I don't know. It it would be interesting dude, to yeah. see like if it's more like a martial arts based fatality than like crazy weapons and gadgets and like you know uh what is it jackie like shooting bombs (laughs) onto your limbs and then put blowing them up and then throwing a grenade inside of you and like (laughs) yeah yeah yeah
1: like something like things like that just i mean just kind of get ridiculous because one thing i think you risk is that and this is i think is something mortal kombat 11 actually has a bit of a problem with it's not overt but i feel like it could get there is that these fatalities are taking Way too long to actually com- like actually complete. Like there's just too much animation. It's just okay. Like first off, we have to like throw a spear. It has to go through your body, and then we have to throw another spear that goes through your body, and then it rips them in two. And then while your head is like through the air, then we have to throw a spear through your skull, and then after that, we have to switch the camera and then slow mo it. And that that was like what like almost like a whole minute. If not more, of just watching essentially to you just basically just getting ripped in half, and I, I mean feel there like is
0: a thing in current competitive uh, scenes is a lot of people actually hate if you do a finisher because it just takes up their time.
1: Yeah, yeah and 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 I feel like, like that, that just shabby and, I like and that get that, it over with. Yeah, because I like and I totally understand that because we don't want the fatalities to turn into okay, I just did a fatality. Okay, well I'm going to go in my kitchen to make a sandwich, and by the time I come back, it'll be done. <laughs> Like you know, like we like we don't want that. We don't want to go down the uh, the Final Fantasy summon uh, the Knights of the Round like you know thing where like it's it's going to take like fifty years for this thing to actually complete. Like uh, I feel like that that is a win win for everyone. It's a win for the gamers, a win for the developers, and it's a win for like. Us as the um us as the audience who have to watch this stuff, especially if you're going to play it like competitively in a fighting game scene. That way, it makes doing these things a bit more forgiving to do, as opposed to like an insult because of time.
2: Well, that's the uh, one thing that I was wondering about is that <clears throat> because fatalities and stuff, yeah, they're brutal and they're you know very gruesome, but they're also very passive. You do the thing and then you kind of just watch it. Whereas I think hmm. wasn't it what what is it wasn't it like. Uh, Armageddon or Deception, where you did different prompts. Create to a fatality. Do, you create a fatality in real time. Yeah, like that yeah, almost seems more brutal to me because, like, you're actually you're you're creating the fatality. You're doing it.
0: Yeah, in a way, it, you might step back after your opponent already is missing an arm and is like half torn in the torso. It's like, what am I doing? <laughs> and he's just like, yeah. kill me, please. Yeah. <laughs>
2: It's, it's a weird uh, back and forth. It's a weird way to look at it where it's like it's kind of passive but it's kind of not. I don't know. Yeah,
0: making it interactive it does kind of introduce a disturbing element into it. Yeah. And maybe that's why it didn't evolve it didn't, since then or maybe they just thought it was like that you can't get too creative
2: with it and they'd rather just do more pre-rendered ones. It's also too complicated. Yeah. I'm going to have to remember which uh, command is to do like rip something this off or to do this or that. It's like that's a lot. Well, I think the point is there's like hundreds of combinations
0: you could do, so you could just fucking do anything, right? I haven't played Armageddon, so... Yeah, I don't know. I, I just remember seeing, like, reviews about it. I'll have to play it at some point once we get to talk we about will. it. We will. We better get there.
1: Yeah. Yeah, we'll get there one day.
0: It'll be it's fun. It's a long road, uh, and I think we've done a long road on this episode. Uh, I Believe it or not, I think we talked about everything we wanted to talk about, uh... I'm impressed, guys. We kept this under two hours. And we could always extend it if we wanted to. <laughs> well, you know, uh, I, oh, I've oh, said oh, there's oh, probably there's, things oh, I Josh, left out. But
1: oh, Josh, there's many rabbit holes. We could totally d- dive down with this topic, but
0: but dark, deep, deep. Dark and gory rabbit holes, yes. Uh <laughs> No, I think I said, th- I mean, there's probably little anecdotes and tangents that I didn't get to go on. There's probably people I didn't mention on my notes here. But you always do more research than you, you're prepared to talk about. Yeah. And I don't think we've answered the question of, you know, whether or not uh video games cause violence or not. Uh I, I think it's it's still up in the
2: air, leaning towards, they don't, but just, just don't play them all day, dude. Go out, go outside, I mean, if- you know. If anybody was going to answer that question, it's definitely not going to be us. Right, (laughs) because we we are not experienced in the field. Yeah, this was just a discussion, just to sort of talk about it, because it's like, I mean, Mortal Kombat and violence in video games is kind of like, it's always been the topic. It's always been a part of the topic, so it's like, at some point, you're going to have to talk about it. We just wanted to discuss it a bit and, you know, do a bit of research to, you know, see what, what went on as far as, like, censorship and all that and um, the effects of it. But it's, like, it's definitely... There's so much more information out there, so much more research that is being done, that will be done. Um, But, yeah, I thought thought it was an interesting topic.
1: Yeah. It is. um, And, like, uh, pretty much... With Mortal Kombat, we can beat around the bush as much as we want to, but at the end of the day, the whole idea about explicit violence and things like fatalities are an integral core of what makes Mortal Kombat, Mortal Kombat. I don't think you can really separate the two unless you just have an entirely different game. So Mortal Kombat will pretty much always have this, no matter what you do.
2: That's why, you know, Mortal Kombat versus DC didn't really do as well. Because it's like... Yep. They couldn't do fatalities for that game because yep, that's you're not true. gonna you're not gonna cut apart Superman. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? <laughs> uh, yeah, that's true. Which is why you know the Injustice games, you know they don't have you know fatalities like that. Like, they don't have finishing moves that are. I mean, they have finishing moves that are pretty like that look like they hurt, but it's not like ripping somebody apart,
0: right? Or now uh, it, they threw in Joker and. Was there someone else they put in eleven too, from DC? No, I
1: no. I think I think it's just always it just been feels Joker. weird having
2: Joker in there. Wasn't there Harley Quinn at some point? Who? Uh, I, I think she
1: Harley was Quinn? in ten. I think she was in ten, but I could be Harley wrong. Quinn? Or am
2: I thinking Harley? of Injustice? I don't know.
0: You're probably thinking of Injustice. I don't think she's in ten, but it's just like yeah, randomly throwing in Joker. I guess he's like one where you yeah okay of course he's going to be violent. That's okay. We can see him be violent and have violence done to him. But yeah superman that would be weird um and maybe some characters who are more like the ninja turtles imagine them getting decapitated Oh god their head kicked away oh there's just so
2: much that you could do with the turtles (laughs) make turtle soup or something i don't know oh my god (laughs) yeah make turtle soup
1: just because like well i mean obviously if shredder was in the game that would have to be one of his fatalities he's just chilling eating some turtle soup they don't even show how it's made. It's just like, you know, the, the screen just goes black as he's walking towards you. And then all of a sudden, he's just sitting at a table. And then he's enjoying turtle soup. And you're like, wait, what? And then just the idea of like what uh, happened would be the fun part of it.
0: <laughs> I like how it comes down to at the end of a martial arts tournament. You have to do, do a little time skip so you can make soup out of your enemy. <laughs> By the way,
2: <laughs> uh, Harley Quinn isn't in, the, in Mortal Kombat 11. But Cassie has a skin that is a Harley Quinn costume. Ah, uh, okay. That makes okay. sense.
1: That makes sense.
2: Interesting. Yeah.
1: But yeah, like I, I don't, I can't really in my head really visualize like how, um, like how Mortal Kombat has, uh, I guess in a way, perpetrated any more violent things than what we've already seen just from anything else. Really, uh, I'm but, sure
0: somewhere out there in the world there is a kid that probably punched a kid or got in a fight. Maybe after playing Mortal Kombat, perhaps. Yeah. Um, but I mean, the same thing maybe, with, like, wrestling or, you know, like... Yeah, yeah, there's so many factors, too. And it's like, you know, if we had a world where we had none of this programming, will we be less violent? Uh, I think, you know, I've argued about, you know, we are inherently violent. I've argued about somebody with this saying that you'll never solve, like, completely eliminate violence, and he called me uh, pessimistic. Yeah, you know, it's like, well, you know, people said the same thing about being able to go to the moon. And I'm like, at the time said, well, no, the only way you're going to completely solve violence is uh through trans- transhumanism, get us to edit out our violent gene. But looking back at it, you know, if we all had the space, if we all had some green space to go to and sit and go, ah, and we weren't battling traffic or competing with each other and all that, maybe we could all of a sudden become a benign species. But, you know.
2: It's, World don't it, work like that. It's hard to that's say. A, that's a whole other Yeah, that. that's a deep. whole
1: other thing. Like you went like, you went, I'm like sorry. Very, you went very you went very zen with that one,
0: dude. I'm just saying <laughs> until we have that uh oh, all right, we got Mortal Kombat. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um I am glad that the rating system what like is here because I cause it's it's just weird like of course it's easy for some people, especially back in the day to say like, you know, violence in video games doesn't cause anything. But now that all these people, all these kids that were playing these video games at the time are now grown up and a lot of them or some of them have kids of their own, it's probably a different ball game. Like if I I, I can I, I can say this. I do not have a family of my own, but if I had kids and they were playing video games that were violent that I had never played before I would think about my experience playing Mortal Kombat, so I would probably be more lean on them than, say, like, strict parents were back in the 90s on this stuff. But would I absolutely, like, 100% just let them play things without total impunity or impurity? Um, I don't know. Um, it depends on what it is, but at the end of the day, at least I would have I the, that'd be um, a hard note. you know, the video game rating system as a little bit of a guideline to be like, okay, maybe I should zero in on this if it's rated like, if it's not rated E for everyone and it's rated like R for oh, or 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 if it's rated R for oh shit, like well, you should to check try this. <laughs> for oh shit. Uh, they try to
0: make it helpful, and they talk. They they try to iron this out in the hearings too, is to make them you know have descriptions of what the game contains. So it's not just R, uh, God knows what's going to be in it. It's R I mean, for violence or sex or drug use, so you know exactly. Okay, these are the things I'm kind of iffy about. So you know, they became a helpful thing. Uh, I think millennial and maybe even gen x parents probably are more lenient than the baby boomer parents uh because you know i've been over at a friend's house they had a little girl uh she's playing games and like mortal kombat came up and i'm like oh yeah you probably don't want to play that and the father was like yeah, i mean you know it's whatevs uh and i think it all comes down to parenting like if i if yeah I, I agree i like jay don't have kids if i did i'm, yeah, I I'm sure either. as fuck not gonna just throw the controller over and not watch him uh It's increasingly harder to supervise, though, now because now they can just get over and play whatever on the cell phone or, you know, so it's a challenge, I think, probably nowadays to be a parent and try to supervise what your kid learns, but as long as you are active and you know, discussion with them about yeah. what they are seeing. Then I think yeah. you can't lose. Um, just, you know, yeah, and I,
1: yeah, and I agree with that. Um, and really, I think like something that um, that we uh, that we haven't done yet. But I will give a shout out to just shout out to any developers out there in video games that do actually check themselves and police themselves on this because I feel like that they've done more to actually sort of, I guess you could say, uh, 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 manage the level of violence that are in a video game to a point than anything that any sort of government policy has done. So shout out to them for that.
2: Also, I think yeah. the like the landscape is different, so it's not necessarily about who has the more violent game now like it was back in the 90s. It's, I mean, games are different. There's like different types of genres, different, um, they're telling different types of stories uh, that don't necessarily warrant it to be super violent like a lot of the biggest games in the gaming industry now are not super violent games you know what i mean uh mortal kombat 11 notwithstanding right mortal kombat 11 is kind of one of those exceptions but like i mean i mean i would say another game that's very brutal is like the last of us 2 but but it has a very clear moral message in it yeah it's it's more about the brutality of what what's happening in the story and the characters Like, yeah, it's not the most gruesome game, even though there's gruesome moments, but it's more like implied gruesomeness sometimes.
0: That's a game where I've been told that you you have to feel bad about killing the enemies because they're not just faceless enemies. They're people, too.
2: Well, I say that, but there is like, (laughs) I mean, it's a spoiler for Last of Us 2, but there is definitely a death scene that's like really super brutal. We all know about that one. Yeah, you see some of it. And it's like, yeah, okay. So there, there are moments, but it's not—they're not doing it just to do it. There's a point to it. And I think that's right. the thing with a lot of games, where it's like a lot of games nowadays don't feel the neces—the necess- they don't feel it's necessary to do it. Uh, and it's oddly enough, it's the ones that have been around since the '90s that are still doing it. Like Doom is very brutal, <laughs> like the new yes. Doom games almost to the to the point of just being a meme. That's I think that's
1: <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. It, it it pretty much is a meme now.
2: But I just think people there's, the understanding of what video games are is different now. It's more accepted and people understand some games are violent, some games are not. I mean, it's just I think it's just a different landscape now. Yeah. That's totally a yeah. different
0: landscape. Yeah. And, we, and we do still have our people, our pro clutchers. Their motives yeah. are a little different nowadays, but uh, I think they're they're, yeah, there's more pushback and their numbers are fewer because I think most normally adjusted people, like you said, just they realize. They don't know what's going on. Hell, they grew up with these games. Yeah. So. Yeah.
2: I think we're going to call it an episode?
0: I think we yeah. covered everything. I think we've reached at a sensible conclusion. Uh, yeah. Good job, guys. We uh, we've traversed this very treacherous ground uh, without getting our legs blown off and our shin bones splintered and screaming in pain. You don't know what's happening
1: Uh, over here. Yeah. Yeah. You're
0: you're muscling through, man, really good.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I've already been been traumatized enough that I've actually, like, I'm like smoke now. I've just set up a whole bunch of bombs all across the world. It's going to blow up in three (laughs)
2: seconds. (laughs) Uh So much for Uh my (laughs) long life. On that note, Josh, end the podcast. Oh, hey. uh, Well, in our discussion of
0: violence uh, and, you know, whether or not it's inherent in our biology, uh, I'll just look at you you've seen since you addressed me and i I just want to ask you a question uh Mm -hmm. come here first like get closer to me like okay all
2: right yep
0: if i sank my teeth into your eye would you be able to stop me until i
2: blinded you
1: Hmm.
2: too late (laughs) (laughs) outstanding thanks for listening to the podcast you can follow us on both twitter and instagram at combat time pod And visit our Facebook page at Facebook.com
0: forward slash Combat Time Podcast. You can also email us at
1: CombattimePodcast at gmail.com if you have any questions you'd like us to answer on the show. See you
0: next time. Mortal Kombat continues.
2: Get over here!